started saying Peebus often. I just turn the corner at work and be like Peebus. And every time that I do it, I think to myself, damn, remember how much Jay hated me because I made my name Peebus and Owl Bear Rodeo? <laughs> Hate's a strong word. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Torchlit Tavern. We are a real play TTRPG podcast focused on narrative driven storytelling. Today, we're going to be playing Checkers, which is a bit that Mitch would really like me to sunset because really we play Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. And we don't want to lose you. Because who would listen to a podcast about checkers? Me. Uh, <laughs> I'll try it for about two minutes. Honestly, a lot of people would try it. You, you, yes. I check it uh, out. The peanut gallery speaking Curiosity. up right now will be the players playing with me today. The first of which is Ryan Santos. Hi, it's me. It's Ryan. And I play number nine, who is a Warforged Artificer. Jeffrey Lisk. Hi, it's me. I'm Jeff. I'm going to be playing Rayusk. The uh, homebrew race who sneaks and punches. Katie Mischief. Hi, I'm Katie. I'll be playing Evelina Chopin, and she is a tiefling bitch. Whoa. Paladin. I'm sorry. <laughs> Whoa. You got to hell for that. How could you say something <laughs> so controversial yet so brave? The lowest circle of hell. And back in his rightful place as last in line, Mitchell Travis. I'm Mitch. I'm a dad. My jokes are bad, and I play Deiru the Barbarian. Well done. Fucking well done. Lovely, oh, lovely, yeah. lovely, lovely. All right. Yeah, we're going to try to shorten that up. We want to get into the action today. Every day. Uh, Check out the Patreon. We do a thing. If you like us, go support it. And uh, you can find that at Torchlit Tavern at Patreon.com. You can also type in Torchlit Tavern and find us on all sorts of social media. Though right now, we don't really know where we're going to land at the moment because social media is a... Garbage fire. Uh, Yeah, that's the word. TikTok. Go to our TikTok. I'm going to try to do better there. It's great. We're always trying to do better everywhere. Watch us on YouTube. We've got Discord. We've got a coffee. We've got YouTube. We've got. Like I said, we're, we're everywhere. If you Google us, stuff. You, you will find us. If you're here, you know the name. It's easy to Google. Hey, Jeff. Oh, last time on Torchlit Tavern. Black powder. Black powder. Black powder. Black powder. Bang. bang, 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 bang. You guys have barely been in the Feywild for a day and you've already run afoul of some of its more powerful denizens. Uh, excuse me. I do, uh, apologize for any impoliteness that may have to happen. I don't. Roy, we don't know yeah. why they're here yet. Yeah. If they get out of line, by all means, but we don't know why they're here yet. Okay. We are here to leave. We would gladly leave if you would let us, though you may keep this one. And I point at the Inquisitor that's joined us. And we were in... Just An interesting through. way to treat someone who saved your life. Don't, don't buy into that act. Our foe told you that every Inquisitor has a devil in him, right? Yes. Keep on your toes. Fuck yeah, he does. He wants to swing that stick. It's got a cool skull at the end of it. Everybody, That's such a Roy thing everybody to do. Everybody takes a moment to twirl the cool new stick with a skull on it. It's real cool. I am not here to kill you. I feel like if anything was going to happen, it probably would have already. Your words are not enough to assuage my concerns. Inquisitors are complicated and deceptive. So what are you, Finvoggy? I taught you all very well. My life was hell because of your teachings. Honestly, the only one here that I wish dead is you. There you go. Fair enough. Um, Nine, you recognize that she is reciting a litany that she used to say all the time. They are her rules apparently, for life. 
sort of an alchemist, uh, some sort of alchemist mantra. code that she has known. Yeah, she has, that she used to say when you were young. The, the ultimate, ultimate goal is to achieve transmutation, transmutation turning the most base material of the plane's creation into something creation into something more. Do you remember anything about my old lab outside of Santitas? It's inside your new lab at Santina. No, it's outside the city, and if you don't remember it, that's good. That means that that when I when I would turn you your your brain off so that you weren't recording information, can you assure me you don't remember anything about that lab? I don't know how to get there. Uh, hello, uh, King Grim. Thank you for uh, not killing us immediately. Oh, you are most welcome, because I easily could have. But okay, I have chosen to let you live because I find you interesting. But are they useful? Well, let's make a deal. You know if it's possible to change someone mortal? Grim in the past has been able to see the presence of life in its connection to a seed of the world tree. So, you know, strands of life connect to the seeds. And I assume that's become more powerful now. Yes, very much so. Um, do I see that with all of these beings now? As Grim looks at number nine, Grim has like like life force vision. And one of the things that has made nine so interesting to King Grim is that nine doesn't just look like they have a the life force from a seed. The energy coming off of Nine is identical to that of a seed. I call this story Heroes and Hand-Me-Downs. Hello, everyone. My name is the Storyteller. Once not long ago, there were some unlikely heroes. Some of you may have heard of them, but if not, that's okay. I'll catch you up on what you need to know. An aging Goliath, a power-drained fairy lord, a halfling orphan, a cantankerous dwarven spy, a couple of holy warriors, and a young noble son who once sold their soul for the one they loved. If you bet on them, you'd be hard-pressed to find worse odds. But they all happened to converge through circumstance and fate at just the right time to save not just the city of Griffinport, but quite possibly the whole mortal realm from a catastrophe they barely saw coming. You know, hero shit. They fought their families, ruffians, assassins, nobles, each other, even found themselves spitting in the eyes of kings and staring a manifestation of a major god square in the eye and sending him on back to the outer heavens to boot before it was all done. But that story would take a good while to tell, and it's been told already. What's important to this story to your story is what they didn't resolve. Well, they touched on a great many things, the crew and artifacts and clues to a mystery that didn't concern them. They brushed the threads of your story, snagging on characters and moments that you will need to know about before the end of your tale. One of them carried with him a gemstone of immense worth and power, but it wasn't one of a kind. Another, a breastplate of a fallen warrior who had challenged the King of the Hells upon an etched a map that meant nothing to the one who found it. One of them touched the magics of the world and saw directly how close they all came to destruction, and how likely it would be to happen again. A boy was raised by one of them, who would someday draw you all together, and for this, the child would see his ruin. And amidst all of their struggles, an enemy lay within, shrouded and hidden, who escaped with his knowledge and desire to sow seeds of chaos. You'll need to find more about each of these if you wish to stop what's to come, 
A great darkness is coming, and it will be yours to combat. One that could break the world far worse than a petty merging of two realms that shouldn't have split in the first place. So, our party has been brought into this war room by Roy and Evan, and when you got there, there was this character in a long trench coat, dressed all in black, with a cowboy hat, is the best way to describe him, and uh, he didn't do much but start going into this story that you all are just li- have just sort of listened to. He's dug in? Sorry, I, I just remembered to pull out my notebook. Okay. So I was like, ooh! <laughs> And uh, and that's where we start our episode off, as you guys are sitting around uh, with these three fairies, Roy, Evan, and this new character, the storyteller. Uh, Evan looks at everybody and he's like, and he says, there's a lot that we need to discuss, and I'm not sure where to begin. Maybe from the beginning. I perhaps can help. Have good deductive reasoning as an inquisitor trained. I've already created a list of questions. That's good. That's very good. Uh, we have questions for you as well. Uh, back Lots. there, we didn't exactly get the, the full story from you in particular. Well, I told you my story. Enough has been said about me. And, uh, well, Finboggy knows the training I went through. Isn't that the right, old man? Is this going to be a thing? Like, for a... a if every topic's going to come back to how much you hate me, it's going to get old. Just like you, friend. I mean, we could just go ahead and lay it all out. I would love to hear why things are so contentious here. Either that or give each other a hug and move on. I didn't take you for much of a hugger. I'm more the move on type. Um, I feel like we're a little off topic, but everyone knows I was the first Inquisitor. I made the order that she proudly wears the colors of, so I'm not sure why she hates me so much. And uh, I've been trying to tear down that order uh, since I left. So, which reason do you hate me? For making it or trying to tear it down? For creating my father the way that he is. Specifically, is why I hate you. He he hangs his head again. Like, it, 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 if you bring up your father specifically, he's like, I, uh, I'm sorry. At the time, it made sense. I will try to forgive you. People die in all great matters of import. I fail to say what is so significant here. One of the people you want to kill is my father. He is instrumental. He is a Grand High Inquisitor. One of the people I want to kill may be you. It has yet to be seen. Um, yes. That would be the contention that we are speaking about. I shrug. There are shrugs. Yellow S-shapes move across my body. I look around and I go, Listen, my contention is with my existence. As long as something challenges that, my existence and my freedom, I hold contention, which is why I am uneasy with this inquisitor. I don't but, think you understand what the word contention means. <laughs> that was right. But, <laughs> that, that's of note. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> that, that Roy laugh, yeah. Thank you. I can leave that behind if it is what's necessary to move on. I, uh... Evan looks over at the storyteller and at Roy, and he kind of looks back at you guys. It's like, I don't think that anyone's going to move on. The things that you're worried about, uh, what was your name again? What do I call you? Raisk. Raisk. Raisk Kryn. Raisk Kryn. You're never going to escape the world the primacy is creating if you don't help 
now. He uh he kind of nods at the storyteller, and the storyteller goes, Promise's main goal appears to be a uh, quite dangerous one. They want to bring about hell on Earth. I think by now it's no secret to any of you that there are uh, certain ties to the lower realms. And he, he and uh, you see him, he kind of locks eyes with Evelina. Evelina just does a, a, a nod in response. And I'm hoping that some of you might know more about it than others. But suffice to say, we need to talk about what's to be done about that, because it simply cannot happen. But it does. And it will continue to. And Inquisitor's trainees have no idea that it will happen to them. Even one such as me, whose father is so high up, was not given a warning. What do you know, Evelina? I know that there is a devil trapped in my head. I know that it was put there by my father, and I know that it is behind walls. But it seeks to control everything that I do. And that's all of you, Inquisitors, right? Yes. Um, they are not able to make their own choices, I believe. Uh, I, what, what do you mean it's behind walls? I thought well, the old man killed your father. Is I misread, or...? Yeah. No, he's, he's around. My father is alive, and I, when I sleep, can communicate with it, but it cannot make me do things that I do not choose. The, something must have gone wrong, or my god, I believe, has protected me. That seems unlikely. You believe that my god does not protect me? Did you not just see? Saint Arnak protects his followers. I just never seen anyone's faith protect them in the past. Perhaps they needed stronger faith. Per perhaps. I'm not arguing. It's just... It's bear it bears looking into how you may have gotten out, or if you have. Kinda, he kind of looks up at you. Devils are tricky. Yes, but not worse than a demon, which we seem to also have. And I uh, do like a side glance at Rask. I am not a demon. You're a fish, Will. <laughs> Mostly. Like, like a lot of fish, but put together. I am a Christian. A bit of crab as well, yes. Those are new. You didn't always have those. Did you not hear the lord of this land? Did you not hear him say? He was of a different uh, demonic signature. Um, I do believe that there is something, um... Off about young Rask, but I believe that the strongest signature comes from the stone embedded in their their hand. I raise my hand and showing the stone again. I am not a demon. This mm. is demonic. Well, you're not a demon. You're a demon adjacent. How good for you. Have you ever tried taking that thing out? No. How did you even get it there? Can I try? I didn't put it there. It embedded itself. Evelina, you do recognize that it is the same color as some of the, like, broken shards that your father was looking at in the hole back near Freehill. So you, you know what that is, yes? Didn't they just tell us it's a seed or something, eh? It is, uh, oh, well, it's important. I don't know why it's demonic, though. If so. you would like to try to take it out, you may. My coloring changes from, like, a, from... The yellow S to a orange zigzag. Do you want to keep your hand? I can help with both of these questions. Uh, one, we I can, would we can, yes, very much like to keep my hand. We can no. help remove it. We can help it's remove a fair it. Question. And they pulls a crowbar can, out of his bag. 
He looks at Evan looks over at Roy and and at Deirdre. We can help and he can keep his hand. I'm just saying that'd be we, the fastest way. I do highly recommend you let us remove it. It is probably parasitic because it is perverted by demonic energy. I was promised answers about this, and so far I've been told a story about how there's something bigger for us to stop, which I didn't really sign up for. And now I've been told that the primacy wishes to bring hell on Celestia. What do you mean you didn't sign up for it? That's exactly what you did. You rushed to the front of the line. No, I signed up to be the enemy of the primacy. Which I have been. And to help them with their problems. With a favor undisclosed. That is what you signed up for. You must understand, my Inquisitor friend. Our wet friend here is bold of heart, but not of ambition. To be clear, I did say necessarily sign up for. If this is the favor they call in, then I will accept. But that is part of terms. This isn't so much a favor as a call to duty. You all are very in, let's say, in too deep. Pun semi-intended, as he looks over at the <laughs> fish man. Uh, every one of you has... Furrowed brow, slight scowl. <laughs> every Smile one of you... plastered on her face. Yeah, this is hilarious. Your party, through actions taken, appear to have become sort of like ticks in this whole... Endeavor, you've burrowed your head so deep that I don't think there's any way to extricate you without popping your heads off. So, suffice to say... One. Eyes widen. I can get uh, another one. You can get another head. Yeah, it's not like I can make another one. Right. First things first, we can remove the stone, and I highly recommend it. Demonic energies are not anything to mess with. Many seeds of the world tree we are found uh, have been compromised or infested this demonic influence, and uh, it is one of the reasons why all of this kind of is on the front of our minds. I found more of these demonic seeds of the world tree uh, while I was in my travels looking for this group to join. Oh? They were in a hole in a cave. Unfortunately, I believe they have been recovered by the primacy because they have been following me. Do we know where those have been taken? A cave where? I believe it was north of Freehill? If you guys are trying to remember, that is where you guys picked up yeah, the stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I knew before <laughs> I asked the question. Mitch knew. I don't know the names of places. I don't remember them. That's why I say it. I know somebody doesn't. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I know what's up. I know what's up. That is where I found this one. And I found myself compelled to grab it. Since then, it embedded itself in my hands, and I've had concerns aplenty from that point forward. Yes, it is looking for life force. It feeds on it. Uh, do you guys know the difference between demons and devils? Yes. I don't know, do I? Roll. Is there one? Is there any meaningful difference? There are all things to be purged until they return to their origin. When they are here, they're wrong. Not 20! As far as functionally, you are correct, Adairu. But there are differences. Nat 20 on that arcana, fucking, uh, apparently 9 knows everything about them. <laughs> it's wild. I mean, it's real talk, programming. it makes sense. 
Nine's so, mom was all about this shit. She would have spent any, a lot of anything research. Anything that can provide energy or give you information, yeah. Um, yeah, well, I got a nat eight. Hey, yeah, so Daru's that's on twice brand. as good as normal. Daru is on brand. They are abominations that should be removed from everywhere. And Daru's not wrong. Nine, with a nat 20, you know that the difference between demons and devils is, as Daru says, they're both bad. But the reason they're bad is very different. Devils are uh, denizens of the five hells. They are the classic stereotypical Faustian devils. They're always looking to make bargains and corrupt mortals. And their goals are not always cut and dry, but they're always bad. And according to Evan, their current goal appears to be bringing hell to the mortal plane, which you could agree is bad because devils are by their very nature dominant, prideful beings that will kill or manipulate anybody to get what they want. It wouldn't be good for, for devils to have free reign on the mortal realm. Demons are different because the only driving force that anyone can find for demons is that they profit. want to destroy. Oh. Not devils want profit. Demons just want to destroy. If you, even if they have a complicated plan, it is only to destroy something. The more, a uh, demon. yeah, as a fucking demon there, as far as like, Common demons just will try to kill you on sight. Like, there's no thought process other than to tear anything apart. They will tear down buildings. They will tear apart people. They are pretty straightforward. The more powerful demons will occasionally do more complex plans because they want to tear down things like a society. Primacies. Or yeah, primacies or people's faith in humanity. They destroy things. And the more powerful demons will destroy th an idea. Uh, and they will be... Qu more patient about doing so. I'm a demon. Yes, Mitch, you are a demon. You destroy my patience. But yeah, so that is the difference between demons and devils. And it's super important with your nat 20, demons and devils hate each other. Of course. Demons uh, live very closely as far as like cosmolog cosmologically. Cosmolol. Cosmolically. Uh, they, they, they butt up against each other. It's almost like another section of hell, but the void is where demons come from. No one knows how demons are created, but there seems to be a never-ending supply, and they are always coming, and they're always a problem in the Outer Realms. I didn't say shit. Did you dab? Yes. <laughs> God damn it. Focus. He dabbed to the phrase, always coming. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. That's so why I nodded. Hey, that's so deep. after the credits. I was acknowledging Ryan. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Witness me. Now, Nine knows all that. <laughs> Nine knows a lot. I rolled a nat six, so. Yeah, you don't know shit. Nine relays all I that. Just, I just <laughs> kind of assumed that my character would know all this. You, you know that. School. You know the, like, the generic, like, the, they're, they're opposing. They are different in, like, goal. Uh, ironically, devils aren't super talked about. You do know a lot about combating demons. But, yeah. the, like, you know the demonic part of that. Demons, or devils, for whatever reason, they don't do a lot of discussion about in Inquisitor School. For whatever reason. For whatever reason, they don't yeah. tell you a lot about devils. Other than, like, the church. The church knows devils, and you yeah. resist them. I don't know the difference, but I've met a demon, and I've avoided meeting a devil. That's not entirely but, true. We met Vivaldi's friend, briefly. Well, we avoided meeting Vivaldi's friend by... Killing Vivaldi. Honestly, you've met the devil. Vivaldi was just the husk that the devil was wearing. If you understand this, then why don't you... How do we know you're not a husk? A valid point. 
A husk couldn't summon Saint Dynak to protect her. He he he, he like he like nods his head. That's that's fucking all right. <laughs> we'll come back to this again another Ryan, time. Dig me. Ryan, point. dig me. Ryan, dig me. Oh shit, dude! All right, give me a second. <laughs> Mitch's random fact. Uh, Adairu is going to do the tried and true test of witchcraft and check her dental. Because she's got bad teeth, she's a witch or a demon. <laughs> little, little grubby fucking cat's paws go into your oh, mouth, apparently. Open your mouth. Open <laughs> your mouth, let's help. Uh, uh, what are you okay. doing? Ah. The last time we fought one of these devils in the man flesh, you can see it in the mouth. <laughs> what an interesting uh, way to check. It's not wrong, you could see it in the mouth. Everybody else at the table is just watching. Like I, I don't think this is. I'm not. A, I'm not a dentist. I, I don't know. I am infected. It I didn't have told start you. coming out until after we had almost killed him. Though, isn't it right? Nine. Yeah. <laughs> I am that not is, going to let you almost kill me. I mean, I don't know if you can actually see it just by looking, but ah. Uh... <laughs> this is. It does, um... it does look empty. These are very clean, by the way. Thank you. I take great pride in it. This is all really um great. Um, and he turns over to the storyteller, and he looks at him. And is like, and you're sure these are the people who are who are fated to be involved in what's going I on? I am sure that I am fated. It was said at my birth. I could go. I could just save the world again. You, Why not? You really? You can't. You know you can't leave. I could try. You do. We haven't even tried. We could do it. We don't need them. It could just be the two of us, just like back in the day. Roy, your story already got told. Is this is this about to be a, a continuation of my life story here for everyone to hear? Is that what I need to do for you guys to move forward and so we can ask the questions that are important? Like, who has this breastplate? And where can we find it? Storyteller nuts. Now we're the on track. The questions that are important is... If they plan on bringing hell to Celestian, then how are only five of us to fix it? Oh, because we are heroes. Didn't you hear? Heroes are for stories. And you're in one. <laughs> I, look, I look at the storyteller and uh, I, I kind of make a, like a face that's like, ah, he does not respect you, and I'm sorry, <laughs> You, Evelina and the storyteller make eye contact, then they look at the invisible camera, and then they look back. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> In fairness, Reisk, if I be having things my way, the primacy won't be doing much of anything for long. I am glad we have at least someone else on the right track. All I'm saying is I have spent my life as a cog granted by the primacy. I know how big that beast is, as I'm sure so do you. Five is a small number to take down such a thing, to stop such a plan. And I've heard bedtime stories of heroes, but I've never seen one. You're looking at some? Hey there. Roy waves. Yeah. <laughs> Evan is shaking his head. First of all, you're not alone. There are many people working to fight the primacy, but none of them have ended up quite where you are, nor have any of them gotten the attention of this fucker. And he points at the storyteller across the room, who just gives a little shrug. Reisk, my friend, I think you sell yourself short. Ask yourself how many men left with Vivaldi. 
versus how many arrived at Santitas. That was the actions of but five. Yes, five versus sixteen. Sure, just tell all your crimes right in front of the Inquisitor, that's fine. Don't pretend like I didn't know. Five versus sixty, reasonable. Five versus a hundred, doable even. But five versus five thousand, ten thousand, fifty thousand. You forget that you have someone that can work on the inside for you now. I have seen how you drink, Rask, but you don't eat your whole meal in one bite, do you? One thousand is a hundred ten times. And if you're patient enough, is ten a hundred times. All I'm saying is that these odds do not seem in our favor. In the beginning of the other story, you said, uh, I look at the storyteller, you said, betting on them, you couldn't find worse thoughts. Well, Reisk seems to not be able to listen well. We should be bet against, but I will not be. And I know that I will be able to do this. See, when I was born, my mother is a religious person, and she took me to see what my future will have. I will bring down the primacy. I've learned. Oh, that I have no doubt. The the wording was weird. Uh, that I will end the grand design. I believe. Oh, you know, you know, Tyler. I was. We were talking, and I was saying I wasn't sure about that one. I like this one now. <laughs> Risk stands up straight, and he walks over, and he goes, "Consider yourself lucky that the primacy left you with your faith in stories and higher powers, but what they left me with was much, much less." So do not pretend that no one cares about you, because my friend cares about you. You sit around and moping like you are the only one that the primacy has used and discarded. Look at Nine. So you need to get your sorry ass together. Because I am not going to sit here and listen like my friend didn't uh, wouldn't die to protect you. Adairu leans in super smug to Roy. I shot their Inquisitor man. Their circle. <laughs> I shot him. Did you really? <laughs> I tried I to get them twice, but when I tied them together, they didn't quite. It's pretty good. Finn Boggy's over to the side watching the, the exchange between Evelina and uh, Reyes. He's like, fuck. She fu- Somebody said it to him. Your friends would die for me. What friend do you have that would die? Her name is Avon, and she is wonderful. She spit at the Inquisitors who asked for information about you. She said to my father to go fuck himself if he thinks he was going to get your information. She only gave me a little bit of information about you because I promised I would never harm you. And that was my plan, so that I could find you and help. But you spit in my face and you spit in hers the way you talk about her. Yellow S-shapes cover my body. I squint and I go, Listen, girl, you... Oh, fuck. It's never good when they say the gender first. Who is Haven? You may have one of friend. And she may be the best part of the primacy I've ever heard of, but that does not make up for what they do to people. And you, of all people, should know that if you are truly on our side, the way you mule on about your father. The only one muling is, is you, Sirius. on about. Yes! I'm muling, she's muling, we're muling, because this is a shitty scenario. 
And worse, what I'm asking is reasonable. How do you expect us to do what you've just laid in front of us? At our feet, you've laid not some goal surmountable and achievable, but something that those who are crazed and deranged should do. I've heard stories, stories told of this man, supposedly Roy, but those are stories. Roy Waves. I'm asking for clarification. Is that unreasonable? First of all, I'm a woman, not a girl. And if you want to talk to a girl, maybe go find another one. You do not get to just speak to me like that because I am an adult woman. Mold Earth. Not a child. And a wall of First mud of all, just rises between the two of them. Second, I, I, I still go. I, I, I do yeah, not go, care. No, he go will off, hear me. Go off. I'm going to talk to Rask, but you go off. You. Rask, my friend. Who already have I know it so is difficult to hear the these things. To say, well, but how many of your kin it? have you, you heard to be free? So you told me yourself to the that your kind are never free. But here you are, free. Oh, this is too and what of your now. old friend you that you met? That says two. That is two of the story. You whine that have like been a, broken. Like a child, like an infant. You can be that more than what you hear the stories say you can you be, my friend. Your family. But, but you must grasp for it. Dear God, she's still going. I just don't understand why he shit on me. Who? I've been nothing <laughs> but hospitable oh. this entire time. I I know you. I just, you've I been just, so I'm much just so nice. You you've been I really can, nice. Honestly, you know too how nice. I am. I've been so to nice. Be clear, to be clear, I didn't shit on you. I just said that I heard the stories. I, just, I did some I really cool stuff a long stories. time ago. Okay, Give ladies me and gentlemen, how ladies and gentlemen, please, please focus up. Reyes backs off because. Aderu did talk him down, so he backs off and he fucking goes back to his crouched, sort of slumped state, and he and he just puts distance in between him and most people. Maybe just getting the mud closer wall to comes Aderu. back down. <laughs> yeah, it just, yeah. It just crumbles the, back the mud down wall comes down. The mud wall comes down, and Nine is just standing next to Avelina, like, yeah, she's right. <laughs> <laughs> girl, girl, girl power and big sparkly letters <laughs> appears above both of you. Druidcraft, I can make it happen. Woman power. Yeah, woman power. I am not a girl. <laughs> I am a woman, dead. and you better treat me as such. Yeah. <laughs> I think Jay yeah. meant nine. Yeah. <laughs> I think so, it's say nine's a girl. Evan goes, in answer to your question, Rask, you are not alone. There are thousands, hundreds, millions, I don't know. A lot of people are fighting the primacy. You're just the newest member who we've met. And sadly, you are amongst a group that cannot act as actively as we wish. And he kind of like looks at Roy. We are of the Feywild and there are rules. If we break them, there are calamities that we spent a lot of time trying to stop that we don't want to have happen again. Suffice it to say, we can provide some aid. For one, through the Feywild, we can take you anywhere or at least close to it. This will be great for our scavenger hunt. Downward moving aqua diamonds. And I, I walk over to, I like walk to sort of a corner of the room and I sit down and I go, I apologize. I have a lot of bad memories and worse brainwashing in my head. The, uh, the storyteller looks over at you and he's like, Rask, you've been through a lot, but I need you to understand that you are in your story now. 
and you are long past your refusal of the call. So what do we do next? We listen. Reisk, do you think Avon can fix it? I don't think anyone can fix it. If I thought it could be fixed, I would have already been working toward it. I will pray for you, and I hope we do find a way to fix that. We'll see. Okay, Evan, can we get down to it now? Wait, if they're ready. Evan is your friend? Yes. No, the- wait. Wait. Is there- is there Are two you... Evans? Avon. Avon. Two, yes, di- two, different, two different people. Two different people. That is Evan. I don't know Avon. I know Evan. <laughs> my, my mistake. Is my accent too hard to understand? <laughs> two, two different people. No, 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 no. No, no, no. I know where you're getting it wrong. I'm Yvonne. She's talking about Avon. And she's Evelina. I know that there's a few. <laughs> but we are going to have to get that ironed out before we move forward. Uh, Reisk with his head kind of, uh, in between his knees, with his, uh, like, his arm over his knees and his, uh, head on his arm, sticks his hand out, waiting for someone to, to, um, remove this thing from him. You did want to keep your hand, right? Yes. Okay. Please. Okay, well, maybe, Evan, you should do this one, then. We'll do the surgery in a moment. You've had it in your hand this long. We can wait. Do do you guys mind if I ask some questions? Because, and I pull out a little pad that I was taking notes on. I, I have some questions prepared that might make this easier. I'm pretty good at this. Can I have one of those papers? Just a blank one. Yeah. I, I absolutely prayed you would ask questions. The breastplate with the map that meant nothing to the man. Where is that located last that you know? And who had donned it? Uh, Evan and Roy actually look at each other like, confused a little bit. The breastplate from the fallen hero. Why do we uh, care about a map? What it does must map... mean something to us. What the is storyteller brought it up. The, but what? my question is, the, what is a map for, right? No, first we know where it is. I have done this before, friends. <laughs> uh, nine hands Adaru uh, the piece of paper, and it says Evan, and it says Avon, and it says Evelina, and it shows how they're spelled. <laughs> okay, I need to know this, because I have an assumption, and I'm pretty sure I'm right. Does it have, like, a little chibi sketch next to each one? Yes. Except yes. for except for Avon. Nine except for know. Avon, because I yeah, don't... It's no just, a, it's just yeah. a wisp. Yeah. I agree. Knowing what it's for is more important than Who, knowing why we what, did it. where, when, why there is an order to these things. He has dead. Please allow me it to It is work. a breastplate. Where is a good question, and why? Who wore it? Where dead was guy. it last located? On the dead guy. Let me do this, please. I'm helping. So, should I ignore the rest of them while you ask me questions yes, from please. this point on? That would be better. I prefer you didn't. So, uh, the first question is uh, one that the two fairies that you are with are going to be the most upset about. You have nailed it on the head to get their attention because the one who holds the breastplate is a man named Bruce. What? Where was he last located? He turns to Roy and Evan. That breastplate? That breastplate. They said he died. Um, so graveyard, no? It's on um it's on top of a mountain. Adair just shivers. <laughs> he remembers. <laughs> he remembers the last time he was on top of a mountain. Fuck that. Um, what is the map of the breastplate depicting? The breastplate was picked up by an old Goliath named Bruce in her brief sojourn he found himself in hell. And because of fate, deus ex machina, and storyteller bows a little bit, <laughs> he found a old man who used to go by the name of Mark of Cloverport. Swell guy. And he needed a set of armor to survive in hell, and he took it. And when he came back, he was wearing it. 
but the armor itself on the back is etched a map of what Mark of Cloverport found out about the Primacy's plans. I do not know what is on the armor itself. Was I, did I come across some yes. of his shit? Okay, under the, Nine under the did. chapel? Yes. yes. Nine did, yes. Wel- welcome to the moment where you guys are all in the mail room with <laughs> Charlie Day tying strings together. <laughs> I told you we shouldn't have asked fucking questions. Now you're making his work pay off. That's the worst. Why did not when, I know that name? We will get to that nine. I can't wait to share the notes with you. When was the last time Bruce was seen on the top of this mountain? Um, what, Evan, a good 40 years ago? It's, like, important to get that correct. Hold on. We gotta get our Jay's continuity never cared straight. about his continuity before. God I, damn I'm it. I'm trying to be better, okay? <laughs> he is trying to be better. Give, come on, guys. Give I wrote it down for a reason this time. Like, from the jump, because I... 18 years ago, the conflux of energy happened above the city of Griffinport. Yes, uh, Bruce went up to the mountain about 18 years ago. And uh, I have I have personally gone up myself a couple times, and he is uh, solid. What Do does that mean? Do you mean encased in stone? Yes. Wonderful. Uh, I'll bring a chisel. Uh, and I'm I, assuming mm, the... Mm, let's, let's, not, let's not joke about that. We will Bruce, figure Bruce is out. a dear friend to me. But he is I'm dead, sure. Yes? But if he is gone, and this breastplate will save our lives, maybe it will, in the stone, I can just copy it. We'll see. What's Do in not the fret. encasing stone? Uh, Bruce in his entirety. Uh, everything that was with him, everything on him, is stone. Like he was petrified? Yes. That's spell work. What, what spell work could happen to him on a mountain? His own. Plenty of spells. Yeah, I'm sure he's not just frozen. I believe I know this, Pete. Hold on. Did you say his own magic turns him to stone? It's complicated and not important to your story. If it's not important to the story, then let's move on. Yeah, he had the eye of the gal- of, of a god in his head and could kind of do that himself. So, yeah. I think it is important in so much as by knowing how he was turned to stone, then maybe we know how to unturn to stone? I just hope that the map is still fully intact and readable, so that we do not have to mess with the magic that he put on himself, nor do we have to do much more. Um, But let's get some basic questions from the other things that we need, and then we can open the floor, okay? Let me just ask my questions, I'm so happy that one of you is writing down the question. (laughs) (laughs) Who held the powerful gemstone? Evan's like, um, my ex-lord and current king of spring. Uh, that would have ah, been Grim. Grim that one I can gemstone. answer. Uh, he found, I, I'll answer as many questions before you can ask them. He found uh, a heart of Griffinport underneath the city of Griffinport during our adventures. It was a MacGuffin that allowed him to get a lot of his power back in a very important moment. Uh, we were unaware at the time fully what it was, unless he knew. But uh, we, since we've done more research, it, it was a seed of the world tree, the, the heart of Griffinport. Uh, I believe that it was returned to Griffinport when all was done. So what is the point of this singular seed of the world tree? There are many of it. Why do we need this one? Evelina. I'm going to actually ask Evelina to roll a, let's call it an insight check. Oh, well, that was a mistake for you. 25. It's not a mistake, because it tells you information that Evelina might be able to piece together on her own. Something that you glimpsed on your father's desk at the beginning of your investigation 
was a one of the documents had a diagram of some sort of large crystalline stone, and next to it was the word the heart of Banak Dan, uh, which you also know to be the capital city of Kinnornok. Uh, it looked like there were others maybe in that file, but you only saw a piece of the file. Is this related to the heart of Banak then? In a way, seeds of the world tree form wherever sentient life sort of gathers, where societies coalesce, aka cities, are the most common place to find a large seed. Uh, small towns can do it over a tremendous amount of time. He nods at the stone on Reyes' hand. But that would take a lot of time, and the, si and the small town would have to be very old. A city can create and coalesce the power into a stone in much less time, uh, and they are always the largest and most powerful of stones. Why do we need specifically the heart of Griffinport? They, they all, like, all the fairies sort of look at each other, and you kind of get the sense of, like, a shrug. Like, this is the part we don't know. This is something that we don't understand, but we do know that the primacy seems to want them. Wonderful. Okay. If the primacy wants it, it's good enough reason to not let them be having it, eh? What is the name of the Chaos Bringer with the knowledge? The one that got away from the last heroes? We don't know. Um, Grimm told me that uh, in the aftermath of everything, after they, we had achieved our goal, one of the main antagonists was a uh, the head of the Church of Newman that we had thwarted in his plan to summon Newman to this plane, changed form to someone of dark skin and feature, and then disappeared, teleported away. So we must find this person. And last uh, that I remember, please correct me if I am wrong, there is a child of one who is said to bring us together. You're an inquisitor. Whose child? They already brought us together. Oh shit, that's me. No, it's not. Oh shit, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> Evan looks at Roy We didn't raise any single one of you Foe Storyteller Does that mean he's dead? Or will be dead Who is Foe? Foe is not his real name I think only a teller knows his real name Sagan, son of Seth Uh, you watch Evan's eyes go wide So Bobo's this kid? Yeah <laughs> Yes Really? Wow. I didn't think... Wow. Foe? I, I've heard that name. I know that name. Yes. I know that Foe. Foe is the one who brought us together. This is true. I didn't know he was raised by one of you. He... He... Finn Boggy's looking at Evelina. What happened to Foe? I was using the notes for my father to be able to find you. Yeah. And I read that name in those notes. Is he okay? I, I can't be for sure, but based on what the storyteller man has said, and the fact that the information that he gave is how I was able to find you, I can only assume that he is dead. I stare at the storyteller yet again. So, storyteller, is foe or Segan dead? In fairness, though I doubt to be the one questioning the DM's continuity after that previous speech, the storyteller did use the future tense, will die. Storyteller nods. Can we save him? Not every part of your story is set in stone. Well, then I think we know where we must start. It seems like the hardest one, but... I stand up and I look around. I don't trust easy. I haven't put my faith in much, and it wasn't until relatively recently 
that I even considered us a, a real team or anything close to friends. But Foe did a lot for us and for the sake of my freedom. It, it would be unfortunate if he died for us. But I know it's not a good idea to go try and save him. Well, that's one vote against. How do you feel, Nine? What's the reason we're here to even do any of this? I would like to go save him. One four? You're also the reason he got caught. Correct. More reason to go save him. Well, Aderu, what say you? I am not worthy to be in this place, let alone to be questioning what is said here. But if prophecies are like plans, and we go changing bits in the middle, then don't we run the risk of making the plan not work? Is there a way that we can know that his death is not a contingent of our success? The the uh, the storyteller shakes his head. Yeah, and Adair just says that to the party. Like, he knows the storyteller ain't gonna say shit. He can't, probably. You make a great point. And I think that since I did not meet Foe, that it would be silly that I would weigh in on the matter. I will follow whatever you three decide is our next logical step. Foe showed us a great kindness, and I will not leave him behind. My skin turns a rippling sky blue, and I hang my head. There's, there's no telling how it will affect this so-called prophecy. But then I lift my head, and I look over at Nine. But I've never believed in prophecies, and I've never been a hero. But I've also never had a friend or anything to fight for other than myself. So if Nine wants, if Nine needs to try, then Nine, I'm with you. I will see if, once we are back on the material plane, they can pull enough strings to just have them released to me. But I, I make... I make no promises. I've already, already defected. At the very least, if we can find his location, place to start. Perhaps we can get him killed on the record. That might be the smartest way to go. God damn it, I love a heist! Perfect. It's good to hear that everyone is on the same page. Before we continue this, no. first things first. Uh, <laughs> let's take, let, let's, let's yes. take care of your hand. Yes. Yes, do you, do you need any help? I'm not, I'm not gonna cut it off. I'm not, not like, not right. Uh, I would love your help. I have very limited exp- expertise Does a in this. Does hit? I, oh, oh, fuck. Me? No. <laughs> I roll a four. He, gim- he, he jumps up from his seat like Gimli to cut your hand off. <laughs> I do have proficiency in medicine. Uh, perfect. Come here. And, uh... So do I. He brings you over to a low table with a couple of seats. He's like, place your hand here. Sadly, you are in the fairy realm, and we are not known for our medicine. So it is going to hurt. I'm Um, not proficient, but I am wise. Well, extra hands. Uh, everybody stand around. Is anyone squeamish? I straight... I I fucking dead-eye Evan, like, right in his face, and I go, Mm -hmm. This will not be the first time. I've been under surgery without anesthetic. Would you like a bottle of wine? You would always like a bottle of wine. Please. Uh, can can we water that down? Save a splash, will you? We're gonna need it to clean the wound. You should you should pour it out now. There won't be any left. He pours a little into a cup. <laughs> I give him the the bottle. Yeah, I fucking I fucking teeth the cork out of the bottle and I. Yeah, it's already open. <laughs> Fantastic. Chug that mess. So you look I silly you trying to put your teeth on the cork. <laughs> I'm tr- I would know if it's open, you, you silly Billy. Old habits die hard. All right. 
Uh, just look into my eyes and... Roy's, Roy's way too close. Uh, Roy, hold him. Gladly. Uh, nine. He he hands you a uh, a very sharp knife. And uh, he and then he 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 kind of holds uh, the hand by like the pinky and thumb down on the table, and he looks Reyes right in the eye, and he says, "Now Reyes, it's not just surgically attached to you. I'm going to need you to fight your hardest because you're going to have to resist its desire to be attached while we pull it away. Do you understand?" Yellow S shapes. What do you mean? I mean. That it practically is, has a mind of its own, and it needs you to survive. This is a corrupted, demon-infested stone of power. Normally, it would give you energy back. If you were a spellcaster or some form of mage, you could use it to get uh, more slots, so to speak. But this one is feeding on you. Remember when I said ticks earlier? Think of it like that. Okay, I will. I will try. I will pray with you for protection. I nod. E- e- Evan casts a uh, a charm spell on you, and he and gives you uh, a bonus. He's gonna make you roll with advantage on this roll. Uh, my God, does that actually? Um... And then he turns to Evelina as like, "You are familiar with cleric spells, correct? Can you cast guidance?" Yes, of course. Ooh, guidance. Good. Uh, nine. You may begin whenever you're ready. I'll try. Uh, Rask, I'll, I'll make sure that you uh, still have your hand, okay? I trust you. Just, just in case this comes up, I'm trained in animal handling. Because <laughs> <laughs> this shit's about to get wild. Uh, Aderu pulls out a rope and casts Chokehold. I, uh, <laughs> I roll an, a 19 to pray for protection. Okay. I'm assuming that's uh, religion, so 21. It's almost like a a veil is not on you and your connection to your deity. You feel it much stronger here in the Feywild than you ever do. Nothing particularly happens, but you do feel their presence as you do that. Um, Reisk, uh, or sorry, nine, roll me a medicine check. I need a DC, uh, just a 15 to start to remove the stone. All right. Do you get guidance? Uh, hey, Roy, do you think you could, like, numb him up a little bit? I can try. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and just, you know, make his make his hand cold. Oh, I was gonna say, and then he just smacks his elbow on the table really hard. Oh god! <laughs> <laughs> I just kick him in the elbow. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I I touch his hand and I make it, you know, cold without without hurting the nerves. Go ahead, nine. Reyes, what place calms you? <sighs> Normally, the thing that calms me is not thinking of anything. 18, and I pull. By drugs. As you are attempting to think of nothing and talk to Aderu, I need you to roll me a will save. Nine breaks out the vice grips. This would be the save that you can make with advantage and guidance. I pull and twist. <laughs> uh, instructions unclear. Aderu's gonna go with racism. And uh, he's gonna use druidcraft to make oceanic smells and sounds and hope that helps. <laughs> That that is that is helpful. I uh Oh, luckily enough I get a good I plus there. Also use thaumaturgy uh to to <laughs> do it. Yeah, and there are to the ocean sounds 4D and... 4D ocean ASMR YouTube. <laughs> what do I uh <laughs> I'll add it, I'll add it. 
That is an 18 plus 4, 22. It was a 14 yeah, I, plus 4 I needed, with my medicine. I need a roll and from, a 22. from Red. Yes, it's a 15 plus 1 from Guidance, but plus 3 Wisdom, so a total of 19. Nice. Uh, Nine, you pull the shard away, and you feel this like weird like magnetic force trying to fight you as you feel it like it's fully clear of the skin and you feel this force risk you feel an immense amount of pain not only in your hand despite all the the attempts to numb it but also in your mind and you sense this very dark presence sort of start to sap your strength you are going to take 2d10 necrotic damage because the dc is 20 and you were one I fucking shy. knew the DC was going to be 20. I fucking knew it was going to be 20. And I, I got the 19 and I was like, that's just not going to be good enough. So yeah, you take 2d10 damage as a piece of the shard snaps off in Nine's hand and just retreats back into your palm. Can I uh, try to do a reflex save to cover his palm so I it was, goes into the back of my hand? Uh, I wanted to do the same. Roll reflex, both of you. I got a great reflex. Unfortunately, I I rolled a nat 20, but I get a minus one. Oh, shit. So 19. All right. Dex is my dumb stat. Okay. That's an 18. I like to think that God told me to do it while I was praying. I'm going to say because you guys were ready and you guys were all watching that 19 and 20 is enough. You guys yank his hand away and, and Roy slaps his palm down on top of the, the little shard. Uh, and luckily, Roy is in gloves and is going to fucking just sort of put that in a little vial as it's taken away. You do take 10 necrotic damage from this. Okay. And That's a lot better and you are still reeling from this pain and this sort of uh, mental poison, this, this weird, greasy feeling in your soul as it's removed. And there's a flash, and it's almost like your vision goes through a tunnel. Like, you watch this, like, this, like, this dark pulse, and then you hear this voice as if from the end of this dark tunnel uh uh while i'm holding on three appendages grab for my head as this happens one hand and two claws <laughs> oh i'd be careful just, with those <laughs> i duck yeah i'm i'm I'll holding his other hand at the hand. same time yeah. i duck as i just go ah! and and you sense this this voice from- actually silent scream great great for an audio medium uh <laughs> jaws jaws snapping at the end of this tunnel, you sense like 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 your consciousness sort of just sort of like goes outside your body for a moment, and a voice coming from almost like a a long tube responds, "Risk, there you are," and then you're back to yourself. That's fucked up. You recognize that voice to be the voice of Feroche. Yeah. Oh, I remember. Nine immediately cast Cure Wounds. I look over at Evan and I go, Do you remember how I said I'd met a demon? Yes. That might be more important than I originally said. You seem to be tied up in a lot of demon things. I I think you should know that that influence isn't the only demonic marker that you carry. Eyes narrow. Go on. Your aura is messed up, Mr. Raisk. Within your body... There are signs of fey influence, of nat of the material plane, of course, the aquatic, and demonic. Whatever apotheosis did to you, it's quite bad. In case you didn't already know. And he just sort of looks at the claws that are like kind of snapping at the air from the pain. Mm-hmm. I, uh, with one hand over my face, 
I look up at him and I go, Oh, I was well aware. I'm still holding your hand, so... Aww. Yeah, but the other hand is free. Yeah, I'm holding your hand, uh, and I'm still <laughs> praying for you. But I healed him for ten as okay. I prayed over him. Okay. Took all the damage away. Don't get me wrong, I was still already low on health, but that's great. Yeah, y'all have never really gotten a rest other than short rest. A short rest. I, uh, yeah, I pray over him. I'm still holding his hand. Once I finish praying over just that and doing the cure wounds, uh, my prayer continues while still holding his hand as I pray over the um, pain and suffering in his mind. Um, and I, my prayer, if anyone listens to it, kind of turns from fixing him in this moment to, you know, weirdly taking a fatherly role in his life, even though I am a woman. Uh, and he's probably the same age as me. I don't know. I've seen his notes. Happy pride. Uh, (laughs) but my religion is all about fatherhood and protection. And, uh, you know, he hasn't spoken much about family. So I'm, the prayer seems more like what a father would pray over his son. Sure. Please, sweetie, remember no flying knees and elbows. That's really pointy and you're heavy now. It hurts a lot. I really wish you would stop. We've talked about this. Please, no more. Amen. An older you, son. You're not but... as light as you used to be. Please, yeah, please, please learn. To be. But uh, I and, and I stay holding his hand, and I'm deep in prayer because my connection to Saint Dynac is is very strong here. So I'm holding his hand. I am holding my 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 focus, my box, my box of nut. Your reliquary. Your it's called a canticle. Use the and word, canticle. please. I'm very proud of it. Yes. God. Canticle. I, I pray with my canticle in one hand and Risk's hand in my other. And even though I had just yelled at him uh, just a little bit of go, I'm still praying over him for protection and my ability to hopefully be his strength as St. Dynak is to me. All right. Do you guys know where you want to go next? Storyteller. He's gone. Just in... He's gone? He's gone. Everybody looks to find him, and he's gone. Damn it. He does that. I look around. Yes, at a annoying rate. He's better every, at that than I am. Every day while it's on my mind. Yes. Does the name Farak mean anything to you? And if not, could you look into it for me? It doesn't ring a bell, but I can look into it. I uh, understand that our scholars are currently looking into a breaker of walls as well. That ends my, my prayer. When that is said, and I look up and I go, I think what I would like to go first is a good place for us to rest. A full night's rest. The son Reisk has just had surgery. He deserves to rest. Well, I know a place. Um, Where is your place? Uh, I, yes, you can't stay here. Definitely not here. You're not staying in my room. Grim barely lets me stay in my room. I think it has more to do with the fact that they will physiologically change to be fairies if they stay here too long. That too. That's not great. I think I've done enough physical changing, can't you? Okay. Well. If you can put us to the woods of the Severian, I can get us safely down to about Freehill. But beyond that, I'm out of my quarter. We don't know exactly how much time Foe has. And, well, that's very far from Bree. I'd rather you put us in Free Hill if possible. How about we just go to Bree? That's where my home is. That seems dangerous, as we are now wanted fugitives, and they know what we look like. But he's already in Bree, and we need to be quick about this. 
It is important to tell you all that I will not be able to drop you anywhere specifically. If you want to be at the correct time, several days after you were let go, there are specific places that I can drop you if you want to be anywhere at a specific time. And I'm not going to send you backwards in time more than five minutes. Oh, that is fine. That was my next question. (laughs) That's even easier. Five minutes? What you don't understand is that there is no official mandate looking for you guys. The high-ups, a couple of them know, but not everyone is looking for you. They are keeping this as quiet as possible. That is true, but in the city of Bree, there's always eyes watching, and I stand out quite a fair amount. Not with an Inquisitor. I live there. That is my home. She makes a fair point, Reyes. Your concern is noted, but her alibi is good. It's also super important to pay attention to the fact that a Inquisitor is recommending that we walk into the heart of Bree. So that we can save their friend foe, and I have a safe place to rest in my own home. I'm not going to lie. I'm a bit concerned about this Inquisitor, but it has given me no reason to distrust her yet, and I've buried one before. If I need to, I could again. I'm not just concerned about the Inquisitor. She could be completely forthcoming here, and that is not the worst part of this. The worst part is if, for some reason, one of our neighbors, or a passerby on the street, or fuck all anyone in pre suspects something, they'll tell someone. They just will. And from there, we are deep in enemy territory. Then we are not going to save foe. Because those are our choice. We go into Bree and all of its hazards, and we attempt to save Foe, or we deny. I, you're right. I'm just saying being dropped off there gives us less preparation is all. Well, then we just have to be very careful. If we are only five minutes in the future, or past, hopefully, from where... It's not an exact science. I don't know where exactly you'll be dropped off time-wise. But if we are close, then the primacy doesn't even know of what you have done. The only reason I know is because of my father. Is there any reason we we might need to be worried about your mom? My mother is a wonderful woman. The best. I think we should go with her. She is also very busy. She probably won't even notice. It's a risk, but it's probably the only option we have. With the time that we have, definitely. Let us go. Nine. Yeah. I have your paperwork, so you are safe with me, no matter what. Okay. Rayesk, when we get into... When we get into Bree, I can request your paperwork from Avon, but I doubt she will allow me to do so without speaking to you. I still have my documentation, but I will need new clothing. I have papers. I just need to stay under my cloak. Aderu, Halor... Whatever your paperwork is under, yours will probably be more under scrutiny. Uh, but I do have paperwork for, and I, I do have paperwork showing that there are certain hobgoblins working for me. And I, I produce them. I go, I have uh, a few agents, so to say, of hobgoblins. Can we trust them? Canorians. But my Inquisitor friend, I have a letter of recommendation signed from a very high-ranking Inquisitor. To admit me to the school there. Is it an Inquisitor known as dead? Not when the form was written. 
It's like backdated. Yeah. He, look, he wrote it before he died. Yeah. Why do you guys have updated papers? Do you have updated shots too? That's a weird joke for Nine to make. I appreciate <laughs> you're making the joke, but it is a weird joke for Nine to make. I don't need to get shots. <laughs> and uh, I turn my ring around that I normally wear inside because it has my family crest on it. And most of the time, I don't need to be waving it around. I turn it out and I go, and most people do not question me much. It says boss bitch on it. <laughs> yeah, that's boss my family bitch, crest. Bitch, 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 Boss bitch, says bitch, bitch, bitch. All right. Well. Uh, it seems there is no need to keep you any longer, and I'm sure you're getting hungry. Actually, I will. Fudge. Finn Boggy, are you going to be coming with us? I, um. Uh... He can't go to Bree. <laughs> yeah. I've, I've been meaning. I've been meaning to ask a couple things. One, are you. Are you still coming with us? I, uh. I, I don't think he can play Jamie Bree. I think it's best that Finn Boggy goes to Griffinport to gather information on the heart of Griffinport, so that when we are successful, we can meet up there and have a head start, because there is no way that he could go to Bree. I do have or a safe place. Har- I do have a safe place for him. I don't want to harbor him in my home. Unfortunately, Finbogi, as much as I would like to forgive you, I don't yet. I can't bring you to my home after what you've done to my father. I don't want and to. And the hurt that you'd caused my mother. Don't need forgiveness. Don't deserve it. Look, I don't want to go to Bree if you think that I'm going to let you take them into the heart of the demon without me. You've got another thing coming. Technically. (laughs) Don't correct me. (laughs) Don't be wrong. I'm old. You can't change my mind. He looks at Rask. You cheated me of my vengeance once. You're not going to do it without me. So So you are coming. I'm an old man. I can blend in. Look at me. I'm vanilla as fuck. Well, then where are you going to stay? I can try to find a place for you, but I do not want you in my home. (laughs) I've slept on the streets before. I'll be fine. You'll blend in even more. I can send you with point two if it helps. Do you you think that having robots with me would help me blend in? Maybe. (laughs) I'll be fine. I've been doing this since before any of you were born. I'll be fine. Okay, I was just trying to help. But also, um, we've been talking a lot about all of the Inquisitors and the thing that they all have inside of them. What about yours? I never had to do the ritual. Why? My my jaw is clenched when he says this, and I am gripping onto... Because I'm still holding Risk's hand. I am gripping Risk's hand, and I am so mad. See, Echo... uh, What's your strength score? I am angry you he didn't have to do it but everybody else does this is bullshit oh it's actually not that high uh it's a 14 strange yeah but i'm i'm gripping and i you could see clenched jaw because you've been mad most of the episode uh so you see that i am mad that he didn't have to go through the same fucking trauma that i did and he gets to just be on the other side of it but i'm biting my tongue sure you grip my hand it's it's an equal grip matches yours because like I, I get yes no yeah. you know what I just let you I just let you nine notices and cast and cast carry wins again that's <laughs> all that's all he says I don't have I didn't have to do it why not because I was Sieko's right hand man and he didn't make me do it so okay. you caused all this pain for everyone else 
that you were too good for it, yes? It's really cute that you keep putting me as the number one who came up with the ritual while Sieko was my boss and made everyone go through it except and me. And you went... You went with him. You just accepted the problems. I find out and I leave. You find out and you stay apart of the system forever. How Evelina, dare you? I obviously not forever. I understand where you're coming from, oh, but he helped us get this far now. He's right. He's literally fighting against it. Your logic makes no sense. I, uh, I know. If we're talking about grudges held and trauma. Being sustained, trust me, I get it. I, she... I I appreciate everyone defending this, but she's not wrong. I didn't turn coat until the price was taken from me. So, no. Sure. But long story short, I have paid for that decision. And uh, she softens. and She goes, your family. You know about that, then? I just, when I saw you, assumed that they made it with you. Oh, that'd be a different story then, wouldn't it? I am sorry for your loss, and I am sorry for my anger. I keep telling you, I do not want your apologies. I understand you. I just don't trust you yet. Like I said, I'm going with you. There's just standing awkwardly behind Fimbagi with his sword out. So is Fimbagi putting demons in people or not? No, just put, it, put it away, it's fine. No, you don't have to know. Not anymore. It, for, first of all, as she said, it's devils, get it right. And no, not anymore, not in a long time. But she said you put a demon in her. Devil, devil, devil. Devil, devil, good job. I have a question. He was literally with us when that happened. I slide my hand out from her grip because I don't have bones. It's really right. easy to do because there's blood coming out from all the squeezing. Yeah. Yeah, she's squeezing the the, the already wound. injured hand. <laughs> yeah. I healed it. It's mo yeah, it's pretty much fully healed. And yet <laughs> <laughs> So I slide my hand out and I go, Fimbogi, if you had your choice, does that mean that the first inquisitors beyond you did not? No, they didn't. They were hired to be personal bodyguards. They were lured to a shitty basement in Santitas. They were caught and made to do the ritual. Your dad was one of them. And look how it goes now. Now people sign up to do it. We do not know. We are not told. Yeah, not, not, nothing's changed, apparently. That is still how they operate. So you can hate me. You can distrust me. But if you can trust him, then you can trust me. Let's go before I change my mind about this whole thing. Should we bring some apples, or...? No, Nine, we cannot take the food from here. All right, well, I'm glad you know where you're going, because it is not for us to solve your issue. You already have a agreement with a young gnome, uh, and he's going to lead you wherever you need to go. You're talking about Adara's, Adara's contact? Is that who yes. you're talking about? Okay. Yeah. I was like, gnome. As you say that, the gnome comes in and is, like, tapping his foot like he's been waiting this whole time. And uh, behind him, uh, another little fairy flies in holding a scroll and hands it to Evan. And Evan looks over at Evelina. Ah, it seems that we've figured out everything we can about your breaker of walls. You, um, your, your devil is quite old and powerful. The only thing we know about it is that it is destined to bring about the apocalypse. Then let it be the apocalypse for the Inquisition and the primacy, and not 
the world. I think it's best that they go on their way, don't you, Roy? Uh, we have much to do. There's just, there's just I, so many. Does, does, does he disclose that right there with all of us standing there? Yeah. There's just, um, Evan, there's just, there's just so many world ending things. I can't. Yeah. Y'all can go. You guys can go. That way, by the way. Well, that's disconcerting. Ah, uh, excuse me. It's it's. It? I I I can show you the way. Um, thank you. You yes, go away. Shush. There was no name, no true name. No, there's not. It is old, and there is not much known about it. At least nothing here. Fuck. Uh, anyway, best of luck. He'll show you the way wherever you want to go, and if you need to get hold of us, he goes ahead and he hands you a pin off of his coat to Aderu, and he says, break this, and um, it will send a message to me. But I'll get ink all over my clothes. Not that kind of pen, you imbecile. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and uh, Aderu, uh, one, before you go, one last time, can I, can I see that stick? Maybe. What you gonna do with it? You'll like it, I promise. Alright. In, in Aderu, the most reluctant way possible relinquishes the stick. the stick. Hey, give me the stick, give me the stick. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, I put my hand. You reach for it, and Dave runs away real quick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I reached. I reached down to the bottom of the stick, and I put my hand on the bottom of it, and I uh, leave the imprint of uh, of a snowflake. As Roy does that, the silhouette of a female sort of appears, standing over him, and a cold aura emanates from it. Yes. I'm helping. Yes. I'm helping. Okay. Not everything has to be like a thing. I thought I thought you were gonna yell at me. No. Okay. okay. You're doing great. I, I gotta make sure. Okay. I was just I was trying to do something nice. This seems like an abrusive relationship. No, no, she's great. Um, actually, though, like she's she's great. So damn right. Yeah, yeah. So you can. Uh, this will let you summon a puppy. Uh, he asked to do this, and I'm gonna give you the ability to use the summon familiar spell to summon a blink dog. Okay. Sick. Now we have a blink dog. Puppy. Yes. Blink dog. Puppy. We got a pupper. So we have to train him to yes. not shit in the house. But eh. oh, well. we got a puppy. <laughs> okay, I can right. see how that so would matter the... pretty quick. Raisk follows along with the gnome. Yeah. So you guys are are left with your information and your new staff, and the David the gnome sort of impatiently says, looks up at Adaru. All right. So. You're, um, you're here to cash in on the Silverian spirits? My debt to them? Aye. All right. Where, where do you want to go? I understand you're just looking for passage. Inquisitor? We need to get to Bree at, uh, the edge or, yeah, the edge around this time. You guys, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna end on this dice roll. You guys are led to a fairy ring in the middle of the, the woods, uh, you guys travel, and, like, as you go across this, in a very short period of time, you you change, like, the trees change multiple times, as if you are traveling across different geological areas, all sorts of asps turn to pine, turn to oaks, turn to whatever. And then you start to enter a location that looks a lot like the flora and fauna of Bree. Like, it looks like home to you. There's more prairies and flatlands, and you find a toadstool ring, like, sitting on a hill. Um, and as... You got. You guys are heading toward it in this this area. Do me a favor and roll a a d six. I rolled a one. Uh, it's been five days since you guys shot Griddle, and since she caught up with you. 
you guys are going to appear in Bree a day after Evelina left to find you guys. Oh, shit. That's where we're at. She left five days after they were killed, so yes. we're appearing six days after no, we did it. you're appearing a day after she left Bree. Well, like, the day I left was the day after they did it, so it would be two days later. Two, two days, days yeah. after you're we two shot days it. after yeah. Griddle's been shot. And the gnome is explaining this to you, that this that that's as close as they can get, and it's not going to be in Bree, it's just going to be just outside. Uh, and as he's kind of explaining that, a voice, amplified, comes over the hillside, echoing from somewhere that you can't quite tell, and you hear, Evelina, I understand you have turned coat. Uh, and as you hear that, the door, the little gnome's head explodes from a rifle shot. Shit. I think it's time to go. How this far is away bad. is this guy? This, this is real bad. Hey, Tavern Goers. Thanks again for listening to Torchlit Tavern. Today's tale featured Mitchell Travis as Etheru, Jeffrey Lisk as Rask, Ryan Santos as Number Nine, Katie Mischief as Evelina Chopin, and Jameson Oxford as the Dungeon Master. Check the show notes to find where you can follow us on social media, or email us with any of your most pressing questions at torchlittavern at gmail.com. You can also find our entertainers on the streets of twitch.tv slash torchlittavern, yelling obscenities at passersby. If you enjoyed our tale, you can tip your storytellers as you leave the tavern, which you can do via patreon.com backslash torchlit tavern or at ko-fi.com backslash torchlit tavern. Every little bit helps, and those who tip well and often can find themselves privy to an extra story or two, jokes, or maybe even a bit of hidden lore. Our story continues to grow all the time, and though we have no designs on a vast empire, your help is always appreciated. Our theme music for this campaign was designed by the bard, Brett Eagleston. Get his music at bredeagleston.bandcamp.com or find links for all his projects by following Bred Eagles on Twitter. This episode was edited and produced by Jameson Oxford and Ryan Santos. Other music and sound effects are provided by Epidemic Sound with help from freesound.org. And if you should find yourself surrounded by eager ears and attentive listeners, remember to tell good stories.